You were going to have to edit out a lot of ball bouncing on the floor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're dog sitting. I am, and I just kind of have to play fetch with him, or he'll bark at me. <laughs> Good multitasking, then. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to Star Wars Total Rewatch. Totally rewatching Star Wars. We're back in season five of the Clone Wars, episode two only, but it's a whole new story arc mm-hmm. called "A War on Two Fronts." Oh. Episode title coming to you live from Onderon. Exciting. I'm Aaron. I'm Daniel. I'm Hannah. We haven't seen Onderon before, have we? No. No, no, no. Not here. It's great. What do you know? You guys seem to know a lot about Onderon. I, I am not familiar. What do you know? Except for from the show. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, yeah, I was doing some research on Onderon. Oh. Well, it uh, appears in Knights of the Old Republic 2. Yes, it does. But that wasn't the first appearance in Star Wars. Oh. Uh-huh. It was originally created for a uh, audio book, a uh, comic book, and then there was an audio book called Tales of the Jedi. Okay. <laughs> That's going back a ways, isn't it? This subtitle is Ulic Keldroma and the Beast Wars of Onderon. What? There is some references to Ulic Keldroma in Knights of the Old Republic games. You find his dead body somewhere, I think, and you get his robes i remember listening to this it was a long time ago long time (laughs) i can't remember everything but yeah the tales of the jedi comic book series but like when is that from uh it's star wars timeline or real world no like real life (laughs) okay i can't okay i can't find a year listed but i do see an image here of the cassette cover yeah 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 so (laughs) that's that's going back (laughs) a little way it was um kind of in that time between you know the dark ages (laughs) gotcha probably before like the comic book Oh, before Shadows of the Empire? Shadows, yeah, yeah. Oh, here, uh, this comic book series started in 93. Okay, yep. That's right around that time then. So as far as uh, the the episode here, uh, Ahsoka gets uh, assigned to go and help these uh, freedom fighters on the planet Onderon. And they said they can't. I don't know. The Republic can't send. They can't officially, officially sending help. They're not officially fighting for them, uh, but they're going to train them and give them supplies and weapons and whatever. And like the current king of Onderon allowed separatists to take control of the planet. So if the Republic just sent their forces, it would be like in opposition of the ruling party of Onderon, okay. which would be like an invasion essentially. Um, but it, it's funny be, just because. It's it's like, if they're going to use Onderon in anything, it's like, okay, well, what do we know about Onderon? It's like, well, apparently they are always having civil wars. Right? <laughs> That's their thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they did in that audiobook. They did in the game. 
And they do now. In the game, too. So they've been doing this for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really too bad. <laughs> that kind of makes uh, the outcome of any one of those stories seem a little a little pointless because you're like, yeah, well, someone else will take them over in a few years. Those poor people. But, but I liked how similar this felt to Knights of the Old Republic, too. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. I don't really Ooh. mind. No, no, so what uh, what happens in that one? It's like a military coup, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to choose to side with the queen or the, the general. general mm-hmm. Take over control of ISIS. Which mm-hmm. I- ISIS. Is that what it's called? E- mm-hmm. It's, well... <laughs> Literally ISIS, yeah. yeah it, is, it is pronounced ISIS, yes. They spell it with a Z. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, right. I'm not sure what what the the time frame was. If that was, I can't remember when ISIS was uh, <laughs> like the a big Middle Eastern in the news in real life. I, well, I was gonna say, is, was that a little on the nose as far as like the freedom fighter slash terrorist slash whatever? Oh, I see. I, I don't think so. I th- I think this goes back to the comic book. Okay, so maybe it's just coincidence. Yeah. Well, because uh, ISIS is also like the name of a. Egyptian goddess, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there is that too. Okay, you know what? That's probably more what they had in mind. That's just like not the first thing that comes to my no to my mind now. Well, that just makes me think of um, if if anyone watches Downton Abbey, the family had a dog named Isis, and then I think around oh. that time when it was in the news, they like killed off the it's dog changed. oh they killed the dog wow. <laughs> so they could have a new really? dog with a different name i think so <laughs> okay you gotta just let it take place in its historical context at the time it's okay so meanings you know. of words change <laughs> yeah. yeah did it look basically the same though this planet like jungly and all that uh yeah you don't actually go around on the planet of onderon you're most you're you're only ever in the capital city Mm-hmm. No, it was it was just cool to see. It's always cool to see anything from those games animated or show up somewhere else. Oh yeah, the capital city looks exactly the same. Nothing's changed. So. <laughs> In hundreds of years, it looks exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> we see a lot of it too. In the next few episodes, we'll see a lot of it. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Huh. Uh, also, what's fun is so it's a you know, very dense jungle planet, and so there's all kinds of crazy monsters, and like they actually like fly around on these winged creatures and stuff, which is totally what they did in that audiobook in the comic. Mm. Yeah, and in the game, you you can learn about the history, the Beast Wars. Yeah, Beast Riders. Right, which was all taken from the comic. They like outcast a bunch of criminals, and then the criminals banded together and learned how to tame and ride the beasts and then returned to attack the capital. <laughs> huh. But we see them riding these, riding different kinds of, you know, land animals, but also like flying ones, which was really fun. Uh, I, there was a picture from that. Yeah, here we go. There are these winged creatures. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's great. They definitely took all these references from Andron lore. Sweet. Yeah. I should find some of these old Star Wars comics and read them. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one looks fun. But we get a uh, returning character, Lux Bontera. Right. Yes. Uh, known as Ahsoka's, uh, 
occasional boyfriend. On again, off again. But a character who Uh I was surprised to see on my first time watching this series, uh, Saw Guerrera appearing. Yeah, what the heck? What do you think of that? Introduction. It took me by surprise. Introducing Saw Guerrera. I thought it was cool. I didn't know where he came from, so... I had no idea. Yeah, and so, like, Clone Wars... Longtime Clone Wars fans are probably, like, hitting their foreheads, like, you guys, come on. (laughs) Saw Guerrera has always been part of this. Uh, But I don't know. Like, I didn't get into this show until a little more recently, so I, I saw Saw Guerrera in Rogue One and thought, oh, that's a cool character that they created for this movie. Yeah. I thought he was just Forrest Whitaker. And then watching through this show, uh, like, the following year, uh, there he is. So Yeah, it kind of made more sense now to see him in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. He's, this has been his life, just a yeah. fighter. Well, and I feel like in, in the movie, there was kind of a reveal for him when he showed up. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, a big deal, <laughs> and I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And then he just, like, dies. So I was like, what was all that about? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it does. I think it does make sense. This is... This has been his life's work in a way. Yeah. Fighting against some kind of oppression or other. And uh, also seems to be that (laughs) he's always been kind of right on the edge of what is like acceptable. Sure. I know. Because the people in Rogue One, like the the mainstream rebellion kind of. They shied away. Didn't really. uh, Yeah. I I could see that Mm -hmm. him going that direction. Uh, And his sister also. Yeah. What was her first name? Stila. Stila. The love triangle, Lux and Ahsoka, and Stila. Yeah, what the heck? What was this about? Come on, Lux, just make up your mind. Yeah. So, so uh, let me just say that this episode then is romantic tension and training. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's the whole episode. So, <laughs> but we can definitely <laughs> talk about it. Nothing actually happened. <laughs> I feel like everything we've been saying about the plot is sort of like more, that's more the premise of the episode. (laughs) What actually happens in the episode, yes, is just training and then uh, those three characters kind of like looking looking at each other. other, Just uh, just a lot of Glances. Right. Yeah. Some, oh, let me help you with your, the dirt on your face. Mm -hmm. Or help, (laughs) let me help you throw this grenade better. Yeah, it's like like the thing where you help someone like aim their baseball bat, right? Yeah. Or a tennis racket or whatever. You know, like the trick. Training you do for war, and there's like tension. It's like the weirdest time to have this, but I guess that's their lives. <laughs> it's like a WB show. This is this is sure. like no matter what sort of life threatening situation you're in, this this is the only thing on our minds. Yeah. No, they uh, they take their work seriously though. They they do a good job here. So they they're very like hands off. They don't they say they're not going to fight. But they're just going to train yep. them and give them supplies and everything. There's so much stuff. In, our, I don't know, the history of, like, our country dealing with uh, sure. the Middle East and, and a lot of other countries which and their relations as well. It? Yeah, which side are yeah. you supposed to help? Because the side you're helping now might be fighting against you at some other point in the future. And how do you, where do you draw the line between, like, you know, are they, are they fighting for their freedom or are they terrorists or insurgents or whatever? And sometimes it depends who you ask. Or are we just occupying the country now? Right. Well, and I'm thinking like, is supplying a place, is that the same as taking a side in the war? It seems like it kind of is. Oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be more of that in this as well. And it's like so much like uh, Ukraine currently. Mm. Very strange. Yeah. Current events. Right? Yeah. 
but again, this is the type of situation that uh, that happens often in in, in real life, and, and so here it is. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I really liked the the training though. I thought it was actually kind of fascinating. Just it's like a training video. Yeah, just that they have tactics, very specific tactics for here's how you fight this type of droid. Here's how you do that. Just one. like the simulation. And then when you see, then when I see them doing it in like later in this arc, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, this is what they've been doing this whole series. But I never like thought through all the steps. I guess. Oh yeah, and now we also know how to fight a destroyer droid. <laughs> yes, in case you ever find yourself in that situation. Yeah, you never know. This, this is good stuff. <laughs> uh there was what else there was some tension between uh saw and lux about like oh you're just a politician you don't have what it takes to really fight this right. thing but they uh they they were able to work together to beat some droid tanks and so uh they seem to respect each other now i totally forgot did they ever say that he that uh, his mom was the Senator of Onderon? I think so. Well, you mean prior to this episode? Yeah, did they yeah, say? yeah. Like in that episode, I with, thought he was from. Um, it was they were on a different planet, but I think that maybe they had said it. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe they did. I, I guess I don't remember picking up on that. But I heroes on both sides. Yeah, were they on? What was it? Raxus was that the one? But that is interesting to think about. Uh, him and his mom both being from here, so it's mm-hmm. cool. And the end of this episode, they sneak into the city disguised as hunters with their pelts, I guess. Mm-hmm. They said that um, it's like the hides of the animals will help disguise all of the rebels underneath it because of the heat signatures. <laughs> That's how that works. It worked. It worked on the battle droids anyway. Oh, yeah. I was looking at like... All these different creatures that we see. What, learning about what they all were? Yeah. Dalgos. Dalgos? I have one of those. Whoopings <laughs> are the flying ones. Oh, great. Good to know. These are the things we used to, like, when we were going through the those old uh, 80s Star Wars stuff, uh, there was less to say about the story, so we had a lot more time to focus on like the the background stuff and the animals and the planets and yeah, yeah. Now there's so much plot all the time, so much drama. Talk about that, yeah, yeah. That we're setting up for some major terrorist action. Oh boy! In the next episode, yeah. here. or uh, you know, depending on who you ask, yeah, yeah. Next, the next episode is called Front Runners. Ooh. I'm excited to see where this goes. We get the, the moral of this one fear is a malleable weapon. Yeah, that's true. So, there you go. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.